What's going on, people? This is S. Foster, and you are tuned into another episode of 28 Minutes or Less, and this is episode 34 of the podcast. Man, I got a very special guest on with me today. Um, this is the person, if you listen to every episode, you hear me shout out this person every week. There's a reason why I shout this person out every week. You know what I'm saying? She is in tune to the podcast, supports the podcast, give me feedback on the podcast. Finally got her on with me today. And that is the homegirl Candace, man. How are you feeling today? Feeling good. What's up? Oh, I can't call it. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, just putting out content, watching content. That's all I do, man. It's just really a lot of content. With doing three podcasts, you got to be able to, you know, dive into all that different stuff. Because I do one sports, I do one movies, and this one is just all over the place. Like I actually was telling my homeboy on Scoots. I was just like, I should, I should have named this podcast for the moment, because that's what it is a lot of the times. It's just what I'm feeling at the moment, and then I just put a podcast out. So, you know, that's all I'm doing nowadays: working, putting out content, keeping up with these kids. That's already a task <laughs> right there. Right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I shared this story before, um, but we never got your point of view on it. So this is gonna be interesting because I didn't I didn't actually this is this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a surprise to me. So uh so there was November the ninth. Um my homeboy Casey, you know, the person to do background music for this podcast, he uh he had took me out. I was in some I was in a bad emotional state at the time. So he was just like, yo, I'm gonna get you out, you know what I'm saying? We ride to Charlotte, go to the show. You know what I'm saying? We go get something to eat. So we chilling around town. So then we end up going in. And then, like, before the show had started, it was right before the show had started, you had came up. And then, like, you and Casey was talking. And, like, Casey is a very outgoing person. I'm not. <laughs> Me, either. Me either. I am. I am an introvert. Like, I don't just randomly talk to people. It's just, like, I usually just stay to myself. You know what I'm saying? Try not to be like I'm the person that I try my best not to stand out in a room. So <laughs> it's, I, I'm just laid back. And so like y'all was talking, then the show kind of started up, you know what I'm saying, with the people that was opening. And they was pretty cool. T.I. Sun was pretty cool. And then like, you know, Casey had kind of like, he was like, yo, like this is Candace or whatever. So I'm like, hey, you know how you doing, whatnot. And so we're getting in the show, we talking, you know, in between the music about you know what I'm saying? Uh, Crits albums. I was telling you that I liked it. Uh, Forever is a mighty long time better than Crit is here. <laughs> I remember saying that. Um, yeah. And then we were just talking about rap albums and, you know, when it comes to Eve and when it comes to uh, uh, Layla's Wisdom and all this stuff. And so, uh, not the border people, but <laughs> so then, like, it gets to the end of the show and Casey's like, Yo, like, did you did you share information with her? I was like, nah. He's like, you didn't tell about the podcast. I'm like, nah. <laughs> and so he was like, come on, man, come on, come on, man. She over here, she over here. And so, cause see, he's that person that's like, I am naive to the fact of I'm just like, yo, if you find out about the podcast, you find out about it. If you don't, you don't. But Casey is like really like up in your face about like. Spreading, you know, spreading the news about the podcast and all of this. Yeah, you gotta promote. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like he be thinking about things that I don't even think about. So like, 
you know, we went up to you, shared the information with you and all this type of stuff. So then when we left. Now, when we left, I don't know if you experienced the same thing, but like there was people out there with cameras and they were just saying that this could be like the backstage yeah. type stuff. So uh, so me and Casey talking about the show and then I, I didn't think about it again. He was like, yo, tell them the podcast, tell them the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, you know, saying information about the podcast and all this type of stuff. And so that's basically how that went. So what was your side of the story when it comes to that that show? Man, work at Ford. So been working there for a while. I work night shift. So mm -hmm. I get off Saturday morning. I was like, I got to go to this show. So I got off Saturday morning, got up, took a nap, hopped on a road, drove to Charlotte. For y'all don't know, Ford's in Kentucky. That's about a seven hour drive. So I was like, I got to go. I get there to Charlotte about six o'clock. I'm going to be late. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be late. And that's when I walk in, had me a drink, and then met you guys. And I was just like, whoa, because I always meet somebody new when I go to a different town. I like meeting new people. It's a way to get me outside of my comfort zone because I'm also introvert, just like yourself. Mm -hmm. Might have never guessed it, but I'm really low-key. I like to be low-key also. I'm like all the attention to be on me. And I think that's what you see in rap too. Cause I think even though rap is as, as talented as she is to me, she seems like she's still kind of low key, kind of mm -hmm. not demanding all the attention. Even when the lights on her, she tries to shed that light and shine it on others around her. And that's what I love about her. Oh yeah. Like she is, she is definitely like, and I mention it all the time, and I know people probably get tired of me saying it, but just like, <laughs> like I, I love that about her because like not only is it that, but it's just the fact of like she literally got there off of her talent, and yeah. I think that there are so many people because like one thing that I hate is reality TV. I think reality TV is so trash, and it's like we put you know untalented people on TV and they getting paid to act a fool. And it's like a lot of them got there because of their looks. And it's just like when it comes to rap, like we know, like when you, even when you look back at like people like, you know, MC Light, Monty Love, Queen Latifah, Lady of Rage, like all of these women, like it was just talent that got them where they yeah. were. And it's just like for like I love that. Like I don't love that whole little, you know, like little Kim. Like now, Kim, <laughs> Kim could spit though. Yeah. She could spit. But it also benefited her the way she dressed and the way she appeared to, to others. So I just love how she's able to use her talent. Now, she knows that she'll never get as big as like a Cardi B and all this type stuff because, right. you know, she's not sexualizing herself. But right. I, I hate to keep repeating it, but I think it's important. <laughs> No, it it really, really is important because there's so many women that that's how they get their shines by showing their body. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's for them, because I feel like everybody's got a lane or a space. Everybody's got their own space because I, too, I like Lil' Kim. I rock with Cardi B. Mm -hmm. But like you said, there's something really authentic about that, about rap, staying herself, never showing skin. And she's just always been a spitter from the start, but just... Just watching her blossom up and grow up in this hip hop game and get that acknowledgement from everybody through her talent, like you said, and not through showing skin or through something that scandalous that could have happened or anything or pulling any stunts or anything like that, because that happens a lot, too. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Did you ever? Uh, I do remember because um, we were talking about we was looking at like her schedule, a lot, like what was coming up and all that type of stuff. And she was supposed to be going to rally, like a couple of months later or something yeah. like that. Did you ever end up going? Man, I had tickets to her last show in rally. I was like, man, but it got canceled due to COVID. I was so looking forward to that because I was bringing my best friend with me. Cause she had never heard of rap, but everybody was like, I see a change in you and you glowing and stuff every time you talk about rap. And I'm like, yeah, you don't get it, but you'll know when you see her. And I just felt like that was going to be her moment. So I was just hoping to be there to be there for that moment. Cause that's like our hometown. So I knew there was going to be big names there probably to finally give her her flowers and give her the love that she's long overdue. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I felt like that show would have been like the one because I definitely wanted yes. to go too. And, um, and, and you know what? I forgot it ended up getting canceled for COVID because, like, a lot of people probably don't know that she went to North Carolina State. And, right. You know and that's in Raleigh. So, backstory on that. So, because I think, I think rap got me by like two years, I think. But I could have possibly went to North Carolina State. Wow. I had a, Okay. Yeah, I yeah, you know what I'm saying? My <laughs> my old football dreams. I, I I ruined that real quick. That was one of those situations where <laughs> when is when you realize something but you realize it's too late. You know, like I had um I had a scholarship offer um to play football at North Carolina State and I was talking to the coach and he was just like, you know, you know, looking at your uh your GPA. It's like, man, you need to make a 1250 on your SAT just to get in. I'm like, 1250. Like <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's probably not going to happen. So, so that dream got shot down pretty quick. I took the SAT. I wasn't nowhere near to a fifty. So I just had to kind of let those let those dreams go. There had ended up going on a lower level, but but man, I could have look. I could have been in North Carolina. I could have met rap when it was developing. You know what I'm saying when she had the spitting in the tunnel. Yeah, spitting in the tunnel with the <laughs> with the group that she had. Yeah, but, cool guy. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That I love that uh what was it? Uh Rapson, what they call that show? It was on Netflix. Uh, Rapture. I think I know what you're talking about. I've rap- seen that one too. Yeah, did you ever see that? Yeah, I've I went back and watched everything rap that I could possibly find. So I was just taking it all in and more I learned and more I listened to her and just I was like, whoa, it just blew my mind. Just Maybe want to be like, I apologize. I'm sorry, rap. I'm sorry. This <laughs> is so late to be on tour, but yeah. yeah, that that happens though. I think that sometimes there there are diamonds in the rough there, but I think the the way that she raps though, and the way that she presents herself, like I think that she knew it would have been a grind, you know, for what yeah. people because I think that the rap game has gotten to a place where it's a lot of catchy songs. You know what I'm saying? It's not really about the lyrics as much anymore. I think that they still matter, but you know, from a woman's point of view, like how do because I never asked this to a woman before, like how much do lyrics matter to you as far as like being a spitter? Now for me, lyrics is huge because I am a big, big, big Nas fan. I like Jay, but I like Nas more. Because I feel like I'm always learning something from Nas. I feel like he's clever. There's a song called Rerun where he spits the whole story backwards. Like he's telling the story, but he spits it backwards. And the way he runs it is so tough. 
So for lyrics to me, lyrics matter, but I get and understand what you're saying because when I'm around my sisters or my nieces and they listen to hip hop music on the radio and I'm thinking like, do you know what you got your kids listening to? Do you know what they really saying? <laughs> like, then I showed her one time, she's like, they be saying that? I can't play it some more. So I don't think people pay attention. Like you said, it's just catchy courses, hooks. It's not so much about the lyrics on the radio when it comes to radio and TV, which is what most people a lot get their music by. But Spotify is putting a dent in the game, though, because everybody's on that Spotify, too, with mm-hmm. the playlist. That's how a lot of people learn about new people. That's how I learned about new people from mm-hmm. listening to a rap album and then maybe somebody new comes on next. I'm like, who is this? I never heard of this. Oh, let me go check them out. And I'm like, oh, it's OK. This is pretty cool. So that's how I learned about a lot of new people, but you're definitely right. Lyrics is not as big as they used to be. Oh yeah, man. I, I hate it. Now I mean that stuff, it has it has its place in the game. Like I think everything has its place in the right. game. But I think at the end of the day, like you're gonna gravitate to the things that you gravitate to. And then like to even get back on rap, like I remember because uh, I brought this up when we were just talking before we started recording, was you put up a picture, what was that, high school? When you was balling? Uh, it was middle school, but yeah. I bought in high school, too, but yeah. I used to play basketball in middle school. I've been playing since fourth grade when I was the first girl on the basketball team. There were no other girls except for me. I couldn't dribble too much, but I could shoot. So they was oh, like... Man, hold yeah, up. Don't, don't skip over that. What you mean you was the <laughs> only girl on the basketball team? So you had to be yeah. a hooper for real. <laughs> I've been hooping, man. Since, Like I said, since fourth grade. I didn't know I was going to make the basketball team because it was all boys. I think it was maybe one other girl. But like I said, I could shoot. And I just, I've always played with the boys. I've always been a tomboy. And that's another reason rap appears to me because when you coming up a girl as a tomboy, they always constantly, why you don't dress up? Why you don't do this? Why you don't do that? Because that's not me. That's not what I feel comfortable with. So instead of playing with Barbies, I was outside playing football with the boys. I was outside playing 21 tip on somebody's uh, goal in the backyard or something. So I've always just been a hooper and tomboy. Oh, man, that sounds like my sister. Well, one of my sisters, she's always <laughs> been a tomboy. So I'm, I'm used to, I'm actually used to being around tomboys. Like, cause, cause like people, I don't see, that's why I'm an introvert. Cause I don't like people. Like, I really don't like interacting with a lot of people because, like, like they'll say some things that just don't even make no sense. Like, like <laughs> no, for real. Like, I was talking to this one guy, and we was talking about like the women's NBA, and he was like, "You watch women's NBA?" I'm like, "Look, man, those girls be balling." I'm like, "If you want to yeah. see, like, you know, what I'm saying, uh, how a a pro offense is ran, like, women just run it better because yes. a lot of the times it seems like there's not a lot of ego. Like, it's more about the fundamentals of the game." Right. And so, and I was telling this guy this, and he was just like, man, nah, he was like, man, the game is above the rim and all this type stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, man, come on, man. Because he was one of those guys that's like, if they lowered the rim to like eight foot, that more people would watch the game. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, I, they catching oops now, too. They ain't dunking or nothing, but they still catching alley oops and laying it up and everything. But, it, yeah, they balling, too. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, 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 what happened to your hoop dreams? Man, when I was in high school, uh, as a junior, I tore my ACL and one of my knees. Oh. Uh, came back 
was hooping strong, got to college, I was like, I'm going to try to walk on because I wasn't really looking to play for real, for real. But then I was like, no, basketball is like my first love. So I was like, I'm going to try to walk on, get to playing intramurals, tore my ACL and my other knee. I was like, I'm done. I'm retiring because I ain't going through this no more. I'm like, this is crazy. Oh, man. Where you end up going? I went to Eastern Kentucky University. Oh, okay, okay. I heard of that. I heard of that. Man, I ended up man, in a mural ball to get you. Look, it got me. <laughs> it got I me. On the last yeah. podcast, you talking about your Achilles. Oh no, no, that was in the mural. That was just that was oh. just me. That was just oh, me balling yeah. like uh like my one of my homeboys, like they can get a uh, a key to uh, one of the church gyms. So we would just like every Sunday we would just go, well, not every Sunday, but most Sundays we'll go in there and go ball. And um but no, what happened to me, I ended up going to uh, Fairmont State University in uh, West Virginia uh, on a football scholarship. So I was up there and it was in the off season. And so, you know, football players, we put together, you know, a couple of intramural basketball teams. Right. And like, man, we are just dominating these dudes. That's what man. I was like, saying. <laughs> and man, I get a fast break. And like, I've always had this thing of like, you know what I'm saying? I, I get really anxious when I get a fast break because I'm like, man, okay, what kind of dunk I'm about to do? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and then I went up one hand and I was like, nah, I'm going to go two. So I went up two hands and like I was going so fast, you know, I was it was going to be a swing back situation. So I was like, I'm going to hold on to the rim and you know throw myself back. While I'm trying to throw myself back, I slipped off the rim. Oh, wow. And then I fell down and I fell like, like this, like on my hands. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm good, everything good. But I finished the game. And so then, like, after the game, I had went home, and then, like, my wrist just started hurting. I was like, oh, man, you know, wrist hurting. I woke up, man, it seemed like it was a baseball in my wrist. And so then I ended up going to the doctor, and I broke my wrist. And I was just like, damn. Then he tells me it's the worst spot that you could break. Like, I fractured the worst bone in there. He said it's where 90% of the blood flow go to your hand. So he was like, so you play football? And he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He's, and he was like, uh, so do you want to get the surgery or do you want to, you know, get the cast? Because I would have to wear a cast for six months or get the surgery and I could be back on the football field. But I had a lot of stuff going on at the time. It's like I got a broke wrist. You know what I'm saying? I had to use my difference check money to get another car. And then I had a baby on the way. They was just like, man, you know what? I was like, forget it. So that's <laughs> that's when my that's when my college hoop not even hooping but football dreams went down is when I had broke my wrist and I was just like man I'm just gonna call it here so that's how I ended up finishing that but now nah, that was that wasn't no no that was just that was just balling that was just balling with the guys <laughs> man when I told my Achilles that was terrible girl I'm still feeling it <laughs> still feeling it it still ain't right it still ain't right. But I bring that up because I mean that's something that you and Rap got in common, like because she was a ball. I mean I don't know how good she was. I seen I seen a little bit of film. She got some handles now. I don't know about I ain't heard about a J. I seen a J, but she got some handles. Yeah, man, that's that is that is so funny. That is so funny. So is that how? So how did you ended up getting so much into sports like you are? Because like you be you be hitting me with some comments sometimes. <laughs> And I'd be like, man, like, man, she really know the game. Like, we ain't talking just basketball. Like, you be knowing some football and everything. Like, how did you get so so much into the game like that? Well, I grew up with my cousins. I had two cousins. 
uh, one Robbie, uh, one Joanne. We all was always playing baseball, football, basketball in the house, outside, backyard, high and go seek. We was always doing something. So my cousin was always playing 2K back when everybody was on live and not 2K, but everybody, he used to play live, used to play baseball, and I always had to go along and tag along because we, within months, have apart each other. So he's more like brothers and sisters. Yeah. So watching him and coming up with him, that's how I fell in love with sports. Definitely basketball. My dad's a huge, huge basketball fan. And he could shoot too, but he's just short. That's why he didn't make it. But. <laughs> Yeah, just playing ball with him all the time. And then as I started playing with the guys, I got pretty good because the guys, they don't show no mercy on you. They block your shots. So you learn how to throw a hook or you learn how to shoot that fadeaway or that teardrop. Mm-hmm. Or... So playing with the guys, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just I like just being active and outside. I was one of them kids that was always outside. You had to always tell me to come home because I never wanted to come in. Uh, Football, that kind of came naturally because I think I'm just naturally athletic in mostly all sports. I could throw a football pretty decent. I played flag football in high school and college, too. And I was usually a quarterback, and I usually played defensive end because I could catch pretty good. So just a huge tomboy, and that's what I get, too, from rap. And I can tell how when she talks about stories of growing up with her cousins, that's how she learned how to play basketball and riding dirt bikes and stuff and hearing about her stories as far as that also. Okay. So like, so like who, who's your teams though? Like what are we talking about? <laughs> when it comes to basketball, uh, right now I'm an OKC fan. I was an OKC fan back when Durant was there and back before KD got there. Matter of fact, uh, I guess back when they went from Seattle to uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's when I became a OKC fan. But I'm a fan of basketball in general. I just want to see a good game. I don't care who's playing. I just want to see a good game. When it comes to the NFL, Eagles, that's definitely my team. Going back to Donovan McNabb, T.O., uh, Dawkins, all them. Uh, but any sport, I just want to see a good game. Only sport I can't get with is baseball. Just because it takes too long for something to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got the patience. So Football, I love seeing the hits, the big hits. Uh, I think I was talking to you about that hit that I think it was Cunningham or somebody from Michigan State said a mean block or somebody from Ohio State and just laid him out. And I was just like, oh, and I think this was maybe 10, 15 years ago. This was a while ago. I think I was still in high school, and that's when I really, really became a fan. When I seen that hit, I was like, man. Um, but, yeah, I just – I like all sports. Just I just want to see a good game. So, so, you, so with you being from – so are you just, like, out, like, right outside of, like, um, Louisville? Or do you like no, live in the hood in Louisville, Kentucky? When uh, Breonna Taylor got killed, it was like the police was on strike. So yeah. it was crazy around her. My house got broken into while that was going oh. on. Uh, it was just, it was, it was still crazy. It's still, it's still off. It still seems like the police is kind of like on strike against us for protesting for Breonna Taylor around her. But, uh, 
it's just it's been crazy just like every other city every other city's got a spike in crimes and stuff right now so that's another two reason why rap hits so home with me too because she speaks on what's real and what's happening out here in the community and what she raps about her music a lot too what she likes to say is uh from nina simone uh, nina simone would always say it's a it's an artist's job to reflect the times and that's what she does in her music and that's what she always speaks on and I think she's always done that from day one too, is reflected on what was going on in the community around her and what she's seen growing up. And that's what I love about her too, because it's real. She brings attention to that issue or whatever issues may be plaguing her. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, to get just a little bit more into that, because I remember I had hit you um, and it was it was before uh, me and Washington was going to do the podcast. And I was like, well, I know um, from what Candace told me, she lives around the, you know, the Louisville area. And like, I remember they was, you know, boarding up because I had seen it while I was working. Yeah. You know, cause, uh, you know, cause I have, you know, a little minutes to go check out Facebook and all this type of stuff. And I was like, they boarding up, you know, downtown Louisville. I was like, I was like, I think Candace did about that. So I had shot you a message and was like, you know, what's going on around there and all that type of stuff. But like, I mean, but your your place got broken into. Like you just went over there, like it's not nothing. Like I mean, I mean, did, I mean, like did they take yeah. a lot of valuable <laughs> goods? I mean, what's crazy is before that happened, like two other guys. One guy had came up to the house, rung the doorbell, and tried to force his way into the house. When I opened the door. And I mean, luckily I had my foot behind the door, so he couldn't really push the door wide open. I kind of just looked at him like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? And then he just took off running. So I guess he was trying to break in the house. And then another guy, maybe about a week or two later, came knocking on all the doors around the house. And I was like, he must have been scoping the place out. So that was signs that I knew it was coming. They didn't really take much. Um, another thing I have in common with rap is I'm a big shoe fanatic. So what they came in and took was a pair of Jordans, Aww. some Air, uh, Air Maxes and stuff. Um, but they didn't really take nothing valuable. They didn't take no TV or no computers or nothing. But yeah, that yeah, it was crazy. Man, that is wild, man. That is so wild. Because we got cameras, so it's just like every time somebody come up on the porch or in the fence, it's just like, okay, let me make sure who is this. Make sure they ain't trying to break back in the house again. Ah, man, I hate you had to deal with it. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. People crazy out here. That's why I'm fooling people. (laughs) Uh, So, like, um, but it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, rap had trot. Had dropped the uh, twelve problems. Um, you know, it kind of. I mean, I personally felt like it went under the radar. It um, did. But you know, that's really the only new single that she put out last year. And I thought it was so necessary. I thought the video was so necessary. Um, she has been an advocate for not just Breonna Taylor, but you know, pretty much yeah. everybody. But like, she really shine the light on um, Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland as well. Um, she's really looking out for like a lot of the black women that are going through the things that they went through. And like even a story like you just told just now, I mean, that's that's very relevant to be told because I didn't even, it, it ne- that never even crossed my mind that somebody would have just tried to break in your house. You know what I'm saying? Why you was there? It's not like, it ain't like you came home and you were just like, damn, like somebody been in here. Like, 
that's that's wild and scary. It's like man, a but... perfect storm when the pandemic hit. The police basically said we're not coming out. The police here in Louisville basically put out on the news and said we're not responding to anything like car wrecks and stuff unless it's an emergency, unless somebody's getting robbed or killed or something. We're not coming out. Like it's got to be an emergency. When the pandemic first started, they didn't know really how to protect themselves and stuff. They basically said we're not responding to a lot of stuff. So I think they just gave everybody in the city of Louisville up to no good a free fall. Oh, well, yeah, that happened. That happened in New York as well. Like when they was talking about defund the police and they were just like, all right, well, we'll yeah. show you about defunding us. <laughs> so they just kind of like, you see, I learned all of that because, see, I listened to Ebro in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And they're a New York-based show. So I hear a lot of the things that are going on in New York. And it's just like when he would talk about how they would do stuff like that. And, and I don't know why it didn't even cross my mind that, <laughs> that you was in Louisville and that type of thing could have happened to you. But that's wild. I can't. Like my mind is blown, yo. Like it, it's crazy. I don't even know how to react to it. But um, but twelve problems. What you feel about that one? I think a lot. Like you said, I think it went over a lot of people's heads. Like it seemed simple the way she was rapping it. But if you really listen to her words and how they was broken down, I think you spoke about this too in one of your previous episodes on how how she was talking about every month March, every month March. And Nip's jail, Nick's killers in jail. Y'all don't get that part. Oh, and yeah. she's like, you know, when we out here killing each other, they make sure we get locked up. But when the police is out here killing us, they on administrative leave, still getting paid and stuff. So this, I think they went over a lot of people's head. And I think it went over a lot of people's head, too, because Breonna Taylor was killed in March. George Floyd was killed in March. I think Nipsey was killed maybe early February or late March. I think his anniversary of his death is coming up, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And to think that his killer is in jail, but George Floyd's killer, he's not free, but he's not charged with nearly what he should be charged with. He killed somebody on camera and just watched the life come out of him. Breonna Taylor, they killers are still free. So it's interesting today. I don't know if you heard the update. The officers that was in that case, they did lose their jobs. But some of the jury, some of the jurors on that jury that sat in the grand jury, they filed a uh, impeachment papers against the attorney general here to try to get him removed from his job. I don't know if it's going to do anything. But it's definitely worth taking that step because jury... I mean, justice still hasn't been served there, definitely. Oh, well, we're seeing a lot of cases of that. I mean, it just seems like it's it's to the point, I hate to be desensitized to it, but like it gets to the point where, yeah. especially especially like when you know your history, um, yeah. like when you go back and do, like there's something that I got planned um, this month was, uh, you know, I'm going to take a couple of people and what I'm going to do with this podcast, I'm going to do a Black History Month so I'm going to do a couple of episodes on some people. Um, I think it's very obvious because I talk about this person all the time, but that's because I know so much about him. Like, I mean, the first <laughs> episode, the next going. episode, man, is going to be Fred Hampton. You know, like that, that dude is just, he is just, I'm so happy. Listen, I'm so excited about Judas of the Black Messiah that's coming out. Me too. It looks here good. In, what, two weeks? Like, yeah. Like, I am, I am so excited for it. Like, I'm, like, beside myself. 
But um, how did you get so so supportive? You know what I'm saying? Because we don't see a lot of people just really, you know what I'm saying, support people because I posted something the other day. Um, it was a, it was a guy. I, didn't, I don't think I posted on Instagram. I posted on Facebook with this guy. He was holding the sign. You might have seen it. And he was like, we need to support. What was it? It's like something about we need to support people. Well, you need to support other people's dreams like y'all support these celebrities who don't even know you. And I was just like, damn, like it was so deep because I was like, oh, I, I need to share this. And we don't really do that for people that are right. not famous. So how did you get so supportive? Because it was like, to me, like, I mean, I'm just telling you from my point of view. Like, I remember like when I had told you about it because I was on SoundCloud at the time. And like you had uh, commented on one of them, and so I hit Casey. I was like, Casey, I was like, man, she actually listened to an episode. He's like, for real? He was, I was like, yeah. I was like, it's crazy. So then it was just like, you know, I put out another one, like you're coming on another. One. I was like, oh shit, like she really listening to the podcast because like when it comes to like when it comes to doing this, like anytime I speak to anyone about. A podcast. They always tell me, "Oh, well, everybody don't listen to podcasts." And I'd be like, "Well, they'll sit there and support that local rapper that's around the way." Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, what I'm saying, but you know, I'm not getting that same that same love. They'd be like, "Well, you do a podcast. A lot of people don't sit down and listen to radio." And then, I mean, I ain't trying to be funny, but I was like, "Man, some of these local rappers I know are trash." And like everybody's <laughs> like reposting their stuff, and it sounds like everything else that's yeah. I know, but. How did you become to be as supportive as you are? Well, I'm going to tie this back to rap, too. Uh, she always talks about, you know, if you want people like me to blow up, speaking of herself, if she wanted people like Rhapsody to blow up or like K-Dot or some of these other artists that's talking about the real, you got to support them and put your money behind them, you know, post them on social media. But with the podcast, and I think you're definitely ahead of your time because uh, a lot of people, they are working. They can't focus and watch an actual visual episode of something, but they can listen to music. And I think with the environment that we're in now, we have to stay on top of the news and what's going on every day because we never know what's going on. And that's where the podcast comes in. And that's what I like about your podcast is that you also kind of reflect the times too, because you speak on what's happening around you, what's happening in sports, what's happening uh, on the political side a little bit that may be affecting you or affecting just us as a whole. So I think you support what you love, you'll get more of that. And I think that's what more people need to understand that we're the drivers. We just got to put our money and our support behind it. And that's why I also ride so hard for rap, ride so hard for you, because I think you speak on your truth. You speak your truth and everybody's got a voice and somebody out there is going to relate to what you say. And I relate to what you say, because I remember you talking about you didn't get that love or that support as much from your mother. And I felt like I didn't really get that from my mom because my mom wasn't the lovey-dovey type either so it's good to get that uh, reinforcement just that uh, affirmation from others to know that oh okay I'm doing something good I'm doing something right and this feels good doing and I enjoy doing it so I'm gonna keep on doing that and I hope you keep doing this podcast and just keep rocking with it because you're getting bigger and bigger every year it's slow 
But anything that comes slow, it's gonna, you're going to keep for a long time. And she speaks on that also, too. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, like when you listen, even when you listen to, like, the famous people, like, you know, I listen to Joe twice a week, you know, Joe Button. And he was yeah, like, yo, it took us, like, they're like, look, it took us, like, four or five years to get to where we are now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's with Joe. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, he he has some records, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Pump It Up is the one, but I mean, he still was, you know, in the public eye. And he was still saying, yeah. like, yo, it took me time in the podcast game to, you know, get to where we are at this point now to be the number one podcast. Not saying that I'm trying to shoot for that. <laughs> like, my whole thing is, one thing I never wanted to do was to speak, not, not even necessarily just speak on things, but like, not just do something for clout. Right. And like, I know that I could, you know, take that left turn and be like, yo, I'm just gonna, I'm become like, like Casey used one example. He's like, man, just act like you're a Trump supporter. He's <laughs> like, hell of like, people in. And I was like, but you know what? I said, I wouldn't be myself though. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I wouldn't be authentic. So right. I will, I will keep speaking on the things that I like speaking about because I feel like I have my own avenue of where I need to yeah. be. And like the people that I speak on or I speak to, like even when it comes to um, my guy Jamar that's, um, that I went to high school with that's up in Philadelphia now. Mm -hmm. you, know, he you know, he reached out to me. He was like, yo, um, because I guess because he's seen, I guess I was really the only person that he knew that did a podcast. So, like, he reached out to me and, like, you know, I told the dude, you know, everything that I knew, you know what I'm saying, about how to record it, you know, the type of equipment that I had, all this type of stuff. And so, you know, he started his podcast. But the thing with Jamar is, I mean, Jamar is retired um, Navy man. Okay. So, like, Jamar don't have, he ain't got no job or nothing. So, he, <laughs> <laughs> so he could, you know, put, you know, put all he his time. He put the work in, put the hours yeah. in. Yeah. And, you know, then he ended up, you know, doing his internship and now he's working for, I think, NBC Sports, and, you know, and they uh, are a branch of ESPN. And like, you know, he would, you know, tell me like you like, dude, that came from you. He was like, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for you. And so like then like, when I hear like things like that and it's like, well, damn, well, maybe I'm doing something right you know, by doing what I'm doing it and doing it the way I'm doing it and to be going into my fourth year of the Stolen Time podcast, like like he like him, Scoots and K, like everybody always tell me like, man, you the OG in the game. Because like I was like the first one to really start podcasting. And I gave Casey uh he asked me for um Charlemagne's book. I told him I had that book, you know, a couple years back. Okay. And, uh, the black the black privilege opportunity mm -hmm. comes those created. So he asked me, you know, you know, could he read it? So I gave it to him and then he hit me. He was like, yo, I, he's like, man, that was a great book. He was like, it's very uh, inspirational. And I was like, dude, I told you when I got done reading this book, like that that, like that very next week, I started the podcast. Like I went to, at the time, I went to Radio Shack when Radio Shacks was still open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to Radio Shack. I bought some mics. You know, I came up with a name for the podcast, and all the type of stuff, because that book like really inspired me to, you know, to start something to, you know, to do something. Because at the time I was doing, you know, YouTube videos and I was writing a blog on I don't even remember what site I was on. I was writing a sports blog 
And I was just like, and I was, I was like, because well, I, I was always. That's what I was about to say. Content. It sounds like you always had your foot halfway in the door. You just went yeah. ready to take a leap of faith yet. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So that's where I got. Did you ever read that book? No, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I've definitely heard great things about it. Oh, yeah, man. Charlemagne, Charlemagne. That's that's my guy, man. Like, I, I, but the thing is, you know, I I used to listen to Breakfast Club every day, and I don't know. I, I'm just annoyed with Envy. My like, Envy kind of gets on my nerves. Like, I don't really like Envy's voice. Like, I don't like his voice, man. It just don't come off well, and it just I just got to the point where it's just like I can't really listen to him like I used to. I mean, I, I I'm on Brilliant Idiots though. You know, so I stay on Brilliant Idiots. But um, I listen to them sometimes, and they do certain interviews with different people. Okay, what other podcasts do you listen to? What what other things you interested in? I listen to Lovely Tea. Um, before all this pandemic stuff hit, she used to talk about a lot of real stuff, and real real topics too, as far as this light skin and dark skin thing that seems to keep coming up in the media. Uh, she used to talk about what's going on in politics, but of course, those don't get as many views because you're talking about real stuff instead of celebrities. And then Instagram started dinging her, so she kind of fell back from reporting on that type of stuff. So she's back to talking about all the gossip and stuff. But I listen to her a lot. Um, listen to Jamil Hill's podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I do listen to Joe Budden's podcast sometimes. Um, I don't know if you remember, but way back when Joe Budden was with Tahiri, Joe Button was kind of ahead of his time. He started a video vlog of him and Tahiri and him going through his rap career and stuff. This was kind of towards the end. Okay. So he was kind of always ahead of his time on that, too. I'm surprised he don't speak on that more, but maybe because of Tahiri. But I used to watch him then. He's always been an entertaining individual. Always <laughs> told you his thoughts, regardless of how you felt about it. Uh, so that's what I always liked about Joe Button, too. Uh, what's another one I listen to? Of course, the Stolen Time podcast. I always listen to that. Um, I like to listen to informational stuff. So, because I want to just be working my life away and not learning something. I feel like I got to get better every day. So if I can't read, I don't have time to watch TV. Let me listen to something informational. And that's what I love about what you guys do on the podcast too, is sometimes y'all talk about, Black history and stuff, some stuff I didn't know. And I'm like, oh, man, let me go find out something, some more about that. And that's what uh, you also talked about is they don't teach it in school. We don't really learn our real history in school. You got to kind of go out and seek that on our own. And I think that's kind of where we've lost our way as mm-hmm. a people is that we don't want to know enough about our history and what we went through just to get the rights that we have now. So it's kind of people are kind of waking up now. And that and tying that back to Rhapsody yeah. too. And that's what I love about rap. She's always yeah. been woke, always. From day one, she's always talked about real giving props to the pioneers, to the Queen Latifahs, the MC Lights, Asada, Afini, everybody. I mean, that's what I love about her. She's always got respect for those that came before her. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I that you know that that was something that I really wanted to do with my podcast. Like whether whether I become like the one of the most popular or not, it's like you know I don't want to sell myself short on that type of content because 
Because I was mad at myself for not even knowing about some yeah. of these people. And it was just like, it didn't really hit me till I was like 20, about 24, 25 years old. Where I started to learn about some of these people. Like, I've been missing out all this time. And it's just yeah. like, I've been wanting to. It's like, I just want to share like the things that I know. And it's just yeah. like, and that's what this platform allowed me to do is to share the things that I know and I want to share with the world. So I want people to be able to learn something and be like, oh, well, I never heard about this person. Let me go back and, you know, research them. Like Casey told me, he was like, dude, he said, I, now I know this ain't the most <laughs> educational guy, but like the last yeah. episode I did was on Larry Davis. He was like, dude, I've never heard of Larry Davis. And he was like, you know, you did that podcast. Not either until you brought him up. And I was just like, man, like I used to be just captivated. I actually just started. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, they got American Gangster like Trap Queens or something like that. Uh huh. BET. Like I just watched two episodes of that this past weekend. Okay. So I mean, I like the other ones a little better, but I mean, like some of these. It's, it's it's like, it, I don't know. It's like a newer version. It's just like, yeah. it seemed different, like, in the 80s. Like, yeah. like those drug dealers in the 80s and early 90s <laughs> are different. Like, so, so it, it felt a little different. But, like, I like to I like to be a little educational and, you know, and try to let people in on some stuff that they may not know about. Or if they do, you know, that's also a good thing, too, is to hear something that you already know. But... Candace, man, I really, I really, truly do appreciate you coming on to the podcast with me. Um, it's been a treat. I've been trying, I've been trying to get a female on the podcast though, so <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that it was you, uh, because I feel like, I mean, look, you just, I'm still thinking about like somebody just literally broke in your house and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is this is crazy. This is so crazy. But uh, oh, I know what I was gonna tell you. Um... Something else, the reason rap too rings a lot with me is she raps about her fight to get respect in the music biz while she was going through that. I was working at Ford and we work in a factory, especially a truck making factory. You working with a lot of young white males, older white males, a lot of males mostly. There's some females there, but mostly males. And they treat you like you can't do something or they make it extremely hard on you to where you think you feel like you can't do something. So I felt like I was just fighting. And Eve, that, that album was motivation for me to keep going every time I felt like, man, why am I doing this? I have a degree. Why am I pushing through this? But I finally, finally, after almost three years, got hired on it for just this past two weeks. Oh, so man, congratulations. Thrilled about that. Uh, but yeah, that album kept me going. Kept me going. That's what's kind of like Kid Cudi kept you going. That album kept me going. I feel like, and also too, when you was talking about Kid Cudi, you was going through all of that. Um, I was coming out a uh, breakup in a relationship I had been in for maybe over ten years, and I felt like I just gave everything until I didn't have nothing left. So I felt devalued. I didn't feel confident mm-hmm. in myself. Felt I didn't never go out. I stayed at home. I didn't want to really talk to nobody or anything. I was I was depressed, kind of like you. And I felt like I kind of just snapped me out of my depression, just woke me up and just kind of reminded me, like, you know who you are, you know, look at what you came through and all that. That's what that album was for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Look, I was I was in that relationship for 12. 
I mean, 20 <laughs> plus, and it was just like, you know, it's so different, yeah. especially when it's, you know, your adult life, because like we started dating when I was 21, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah. you know, you spend your adult life with somebody, and then it's just like, boom, yeah. it's like, now you, you know what I'm saying, a, a parenting on your own, and it's yeah. just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, it's crazy, but like, you know, when when I when I think of Cuddy, man, like Cuddy, like even even before like anything, because I mean, wasn't that like bad really going on in my life in 2010? It was just like his music. Like this took me from issues that I had from when I was a kid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? With with being, you know, antisocial, being a, a introvert, and like just not having a lot of confidence in myself, and you know, feeling like. You know, because I wasn't getting attention from certain girls. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna be ugly and all this type of stuff. And then it was just like, like listening to Cuddy, it was just like, yo, like a lot of the stuff he's saying is a lot of the stuff that I feel. And so like then, but, your heart, it's just exactly. Like, hey, yeah, it, it, it feels like they're talking like to you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain songs that they will put out, and it's just like, yo, that song, man, like it's, it's got to be about me. And then, like, what really, what really got me was when uh, Mac came out. Now, swimming was good. I like swimming, but like when Circles came out, and it's so crazy because it came out after his death. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I was feeling a little ways about it. But then, like, once I got to listening to it, and then like, then I was really dealing with a lot of shit, and it was just like, yo, like, like this is exactly <laughs> what I need. Like, it's, it's this album. So like it's it's certain people that that do it like that really that really touches you and I could tell that rap is that person for you now I mean she's that person for me but just in a different way you know what I'm saying like yeah. she doesn't That's understandable yeah yeah like she she doesn't like really affect me like emotionally not like Cuddy and Mac does and and then like there two both was you know, depressed people, you know, yeah. who was dealing with a lot of things, you know, internally and externally. So it was just like, I felt like I was doing that as well. So I can see, <laughs> but I, I can see though. But y'all got some similarities though. Actually, I told Casey, like, when I first seen you because you had the hat on, and I was like, hey, man, don't you kind of look like rap? <laughs> I like she got like a light skin rap. You're like the third person to say that. Like, I'm like, I don't see it. I'm like, when I seen her, when I physically got to see her and met her and stood beside her, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is like a mirror of myself. Because like the way she stands, the way that she's built, I was just like, just like in awe. Because I'm like, man, like she just, I feel like, like, man, she looked just like me. Like she's got one year, she's one year older than me. Um, I, think, I think we the same age. I just turned 36 last month. Okay, we the thirty, we the same age. I'm thirty six too. Uh, but yeah, she's one year older. Uh, when I met her, like she's so real, so humble. Uh, I was standing there when I first met her to take a picture, and I couldn't even unlock my phone. I was so nervous. <laughs> so I unlocked my phone. I couldn't even take the picture. She just took my phone and took the picture, and she was just just so humble. That just shocked me. Uh, Something else about her, I think another song that people missed was Merrily. Oh, I love Merrily. View of a, a Black Widow. She's got some metaphors and bars in that song that made me be like, whoa, like, wow. 
for example, like when she was talking about Black Widow, young kiddo, tears staying pill, another Black man died, weighed in the water. I don't mean baptized, because well, you know when you get baptized, they always say it's troubled waters. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, man, that's deep. And she was talking about the killer of uh, Eric Gardner up up in New York in that song. Mm -hmm. And I love that she touched light on that. Uh, Just, man, trying to think. Another song that touches me was Crown, when she was talking about, because, you know, when when I I was growing up, but it was common for a lot of people when they was growing up, people would be like, don't forget your crown, especially for kids that held their head down, because you're supposed to be proud. And they always say, <clears throat> heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown. So that mm-hmm. metaphor, too, if you listen to that EP, that's, it also hits with me, too. Uh, let's see, another song, man. What about, what about Through With Him? For you, huh? What about Through With Him? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I was supposed to like that song. <laughs> But that, that should be ringing off, man. I'm sorry. Man. It, it's so hard. It is, <laughs> I love that song. And I was supposed to love that song. But That's like just funny. the way she put it down, man. Nah, be like with cool. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, nah, I was feeling that. I was feeling that. Like that. Um, ooh wee. Um, I mean what really touches me, uh, I mean Nina is probably one of the hardest songs ever. Man. But no, honestly though, like if, if I had to I mean, if somebody put a gun in my head, I mean, uh, a roller coaster called Love, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they got my guy <laughs> music soul child on there on the track. It was just like, yeah, everything just flowed well. Like I love how she, you know, she switched the beat up. She, she, she known for doing that. Her, her and Ninth got yes. the thing where, you know, they'll switch the beat up on you. And um, but a roller coaster called Love. That's that's probably like one of my favorite favorite songs by her. Um, uh, man, I don't really have a favorite, but another one. I don't know if you, you remember Fire. Which one? Fire was on. Fire was on. Uh, Fire was on the Crown. Um, Fire was the last track. Last track on the Crown. She was talking about. She, I guess, she must have went in and wrapped this after President Trump became president. Okay. And she was just like, you know, uh, what she say. We gonna still be all right. Joy come in the morning. We just got last for a night. The mask came off tonight because we never thought that Trump, like Donald Trump, would be our president. So her saying the mask came off was telling me, like you know, these are all them people that he came out the woodwork that felt a certain type of way. This is who they voted in. Also because you didn't vote or you didn't want to vote for women because she makes a line too about them people that wrote in because they didn't want to vote for Hillary. They didn't want to vote for a woman as president. You owe us because now we got Donald Trump in as president. And I think we learned from that this election too, from writing uh, in and not. <laughs> but that well, song is really deep. I wanted a fire part too because that really spoke. That, that was a real song from Reflections of the Times. Because that was oh, back when... Yeah. Freddie, Freddie Gray got killed in Detroit. I mean, not Detroit, in Baltimore. She mm-hmm. made a reference to him in that song. And she also spoke, too, on her wordplay on that song, too. She was talking about cops never took a day off from killing us like Ferris. We got a bigger will. Our will to live as a parent. And I was just like, whoa, because 
first will and first builders yep. day off. I was like, whoa, I was like, damn, like that is so cold. God, um, yeah, yeah. So you you don't be letting no mirrors get past you, yo. Like I, I love I'm that. Studying her words, her bars. I'm I'm just I'm in awe. Like it's so simple that people don't catch it. Still to this day, I could listen to some rap song and go back and catch a bar and be like, man, like did she really like? Whoa, she like she really flipped that. Even at the end of Twelve Problems, when she was talking about. Uh, no pause in house. Uh, what she say? Do you remember what she said at the end uh, of that? Because that was a bar. No uh, oh, but how did it go? Uh, what she say? No pause in house. Uh, goodness. Something, something. Who we gonna call now? Oh yeah. man, what was it? Yeah, that was a bar. Ah. That first caught my attention before every month March line, but yeah, that one. Uh, I'm probably I'm a fan of Eve. I'm probably more of a fan of her old stuff mm-hmm. because I she was that. just really, really spitting. Because I feel like with Eve, she tried to make it more broader to appeal to more people, mm-hmm. to appeal to a bigger audience. Uh, but I'm I'm a fan of her, her older stuff because I love East Coast spitters. I don't know why I have affinity for them because they tell uh. a story. They got the bars, the double entendres, not nothing against the West Coast or nobody else. Cause the South we spent too. Cause like you said, Big Crit, I love Big Crit too. He he got a way of rapping and speaking to your soul too. Oh yeah. Uh, man. Like back to that through with him. Uh, funny thing about that song is before towards the end of my relationship, I knew my ex was cheating on me. I knew he was cheating on me, probably with multiple people. Uh-huh. So when I heard that song, it really hit home because when you still got feelings to somebody, you up here investigating, you like, I know, and it's just like, okay, so what you gonna do if you catch him? Exactly. It don't mean nothing, so just let him go and not go through all that. And I think a lot of girls, they should, a lot of women need to hear that. Cause like, if you got to go through all that, then you ain't supposed to be with that person. Uh, man, look, even look, it's, it's out there for them. And then still, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, it's, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. Like, I mean, I had to, you know, deal with that from the outside view, like with my sister, like, you know, with her ex, like they had they whole of stuff going on. And I was just like, man, just leave that dude, man. I like, man, I don't, I don't mind, and we don't like him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, just leave that dude. And yeah. it was just like she kept giving him chance after chance until it got to the point, you know, she left when when it was her time, when she felt it was her time yeah. to leave. I think that sometimes in yeah. relationships, like people can keep telling you, oh man, you need to leave me, you need to leave him, but yeah. you never can leave somebody to you ready. You know what I'm saying, okay. and like, and I think, and I think that because I mean, not I wouldn't say we all been through that, but like I mean, I went through that. You know what I'm saying, but then you also gotta, cause like a lot of the times you'll be, you'll look back at yourself, be like, damn, like, like what I do, you know, I try to do that, I try to do that, but then you gotta think, like, damn, Jay Z cheated on Beyonce, like, you know what I'm saying, like right. it, it don't matter, it don't matter how you look, it don't matter how much you cater. Yeah, like you know, people gonna be people. You know, like like uh, like my man Ebro say, man, people get cheated on every day, b. Like it happens all the time. Like so, I don't think it's like one of those personal problems where you would you know take it out on yourself. But I think 
you know, you go through that stage. I mean, I went through that stage. It was like, yeah, hey, what did I do. I said, did I do something wrong? Was you know, I said, was it this? Was it that? That's why, like, it's so different for me because, like, the relationship I'm in now, like, we're like, like, we was watching, uh, we were watching something the other day, and like, so the dude was cheating on this girl in this movie, and she was like, see how y'all do? I'm like, what you mean, how y'all do? I was like, you, you, t- you coming to the wrong one because I was on the other end of that table. So it's just like, yeah. I can say, look how y'all do. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's wild, yeah. man. But I think people are going to be people. You know, it's, it's, I don't think people will leave until they're ready. But like, man, that was a dope track, man. I mean, I, I know I'm supposed to be singing along to it, but, but <laughs> that, that stuff ring off, man. It really do. I mean, pretty much everything she does, man. I'm so I'm so looking forward to another album. Like this pandemic sucks so bad because I know a lot of people aren't putting out albums because you know they want to either tour or they might have some stuff that only really rings off in the club, so they're trying to hold on to it. And I mean, I don't I don't know. Like I, I haven't listened. To, I don't think a lot of new music has has even came out this year. But uh, it's been. There've been a lot of mixtapes. Um, that's what's so crazy. That's what's so crazy about rap is before, back when the mixtape scene was real big. That's how I found out about Drake. That's how I found out about J Cole before they blew up. Was back on the mixtape because they mixtapes was so good. It sounded like an album. It was like Drake and J Cole. They gave us an album for free on the mixtape, and I felt and, that's kind of like what. Uh, Hey, Friday Night Lights still yeah. probably might be the best album ever. <laughs> I love yeah. Friday Night Lights. Man. But I didn't mean to cut you out. No, no. <laughs> that is, that is the best one. Me and my sister drove down to Atlanta for the Dollar and a Dream Tour to go see his concert that he did for that album. That was the last Dollar and a Dream Tour that he did, too. And that crowd was so crazy. It was like we was in a mosh pit. And we could feel the floor <laughs> just bouncing up and down, up and down. And I was like, oh, my God, this floor is going to cave through. We was just, it was just, it was dope. It was so epic. Uh, but her song, uh, her mixtape, she starts off with a song about nothing. And that rung true with me, too, because she was just like, you know, I just played ball and I broke my ankle. I still in pain because we all be out here hooping. Doing other, mm-hmm. especially when you're in college, you either hoop, you studying, or playing intramurals, or you out partying. And to me, that's what the album was all in one. And for her to end a track in that album, I mean, that EP with Fire, it was just like she was definitely ahead of her time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I hate I hate that because I think that she probably won't be appreciated till it's too late. Not till it's too late, but like <laughs> they, they just usually catch on and appreciate people later. You know, they're just like, you know, um, for an example, like The Wire, like The Wire wasn't like a very popular yeah, show true. when it was on. But yeah. then like after it, like everybody caught on Ooh. to it and then they got to watching it and like people appreciated it. When they was already done with, I think, what, all four or five seasons? Like, that's yeah. when it, like, blew up. I mean, that's when I watched it. Because, like, yeah, I was just too. listening to podcasts. <laughs> like, people just kept talking about The Wire. I'm like, why is everybody talking about The Wire? And then I went back and I started watching it. And I was like, yo, this show is dope. And I was like, yeah. but I never watched it while it was on. And I feel like that's what people are going to do to her. Or it's going to be a situation where, because it seems like 
there's a lot of words going around about people retiring early. Like it's going yeah. around with J. Cole, J. Cole, it's going around with Kendrick. Kendrick yeah. Um, Drake is, you know, he's throwing little stuff out there like he could possibly, I mean, I don't know. But it's just like these people are talking about retiring early. And and I get why Kendrick, like I remember I did a uh I think that's that podcast you were talking about earlier when I did that appreciate. Well, I did one episode talking about uh Bri- not Brianna, I'm finna say Brianna Taylor. <laughs> Tiana Taylor. Uh-huh. And she was talking about retiring. And that was just, a shot. That was a shot. Yeah, and it's just like she just feels that people aren't appreciating what she's doing. And it's like I get it because there are so many people who they so desensitized to just like this music, like it's just lyricless, it's just catchy. I think, desensitized, I think it's programming. We oh, program yeah. because when you go to school, most majors, even if you're in college, you go into school to learn a job. Mm-hmm. You constantly taught how to fit inside the machine that keeps America going. It keeps everybody going, but not enough of us want to be entrepreneurs and be different from the group. Because that's how you really make your stamp or your footprint. Nobody, not enough of us are comfortable enough with being our true or true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, school so- does not encourage that. Oh, not at all. I <laughs> learned so much more when I graduated high school. And e- even when I went to college, it was just like... Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really learn much there. And it was just like, so that's why I tell, like, I'm like my, my youngest son, me and him, we have a lot of conversations and, you know, and he told me that, you know, he didn't really want to go to college. And I was just like, okay. I was like, it's not the worst idea, but at the same time, like you have to figure out what you want to do. You know right. what I'm saying? But like I told him, I was like, there's, there's pros and cons of college because like, you know, some of the cons is like, yeah, if you don't get a scholarship, the money that you're going to be in debt with and all that type of stuff. But some of the pros can be, you know what I'm saying, networking and actually being out on your own. And that's when you really kind of like learn who you are, especially when you're around people that you don't know. Because when I went to yeah. West Virginia, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> Bless so your was, heart. Because going through West Virginia, whew, man, I don't see. know how you did it. That's, that's probably oh. all you do. Cold girl, cold, and and I, it was it was just so different. But the but the thing about it was like there was so many like like that whole camp, not the whole campus, but like the football team and stuff like that. Like forty percent of the people was from Florida, so it was just like yeah. there was a whole bunch of Florida dudes up there, yeah. and like Florida dudes and Maryland dudes. Like that's what mostly <laughs> what it was. So it was just like like they they kind of. You know, made me feel more comfortable. Just the fact of the fact of like, all right, so y'all are from, you know, what I'm saying, not from here, right? So y'all aren't probably comfortable in this environment as well. So to be able to like, you know, network with these dudes and all this type of stuff, and but yeah, it was it was it was it was wild. But I told him like, you know, that's some of the pros and some of the cons. But I was like, you have to understand like what it is that you want to do and know that I learned more out of school than I did in school because like you said they're not teaching you those type of things like I mean look at the stuff that happened everybody's talking about it now the stock market stuff that happened with yeah no we didn't <laughs> learn nothing like that they ain't talking right. to us about no stock market you know stocks and bonds and stuff I mean I remember in one class they taught us how to you know 
keep a, a checkbook. <laughs> other than that, I mean, they ain't really they ain't talk to us about money or none of that type stuff. So I I'm not opposed to it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, like I told him before, I was like, if you do go to college, you need to know what you want to do, or it's gonna be a situation like me and your mom, like one thing she was upset was she had two degrees and I didn't finish, but I still made more than she did. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's that's yeah. one of those things. Like, you need to know, like, before you go to school, you need to know what you want your major to be because you could yes. pick a major that you don't make a lot of money in. Like, it sounds fun at the time. Like, oh, I'm gonna go get this degree, and then you get this degree, and then you try to get a job, and it's like, yo, yeah. like, they're trying to pay you the same amount as you know they're paying. Yeah. You know, somebody that can, don't have a degree. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's tricky, man. That's, that's one of those that um, college teaches you how to think. I think so. I think that's where college is good because it teaches you how to think. It teaches you how to think on a broader level as far as seeing the whole picture. But it's also it's also from a it's not from a unique perspective. But that's mm -hmm. where you come in. But that's where that's where mentors and stuff come in to help you tie all that together so i definitely say whatever he's interested in see if he can get a mentor so somebody he can shadow to see if he would really like that so he doesn't waste time training or learning about that but another thing too to tie back to rap i don't know if you know i know you know she went to nc state but she graduated with an accounting degree yeah so she knows and, she know how to handle that money <laughs> And she was like, if it's rap don't work out, I got this accounting degree to fall back on because her family wanted her to go get that good job, get that mm -hmm. husband. And that's what women are taught when we grow up is we got if we don't have the husband or the kids and all of that, then somehow we failed on some type of level to a lot of people in older generations. So her rap also fights back against that because it's like, no, nah, we don't have to fit that stereotype. And that goes along with Eve is that, you know, we all different. We don't have to fit that stereotype. My path might be a little bit different. I don't have to get married and have kids to define who I am. And that's what the album Eve 2 spoke on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, did, it, did, it did a lot, man. Like, I, and that's why <laughs> I, ne I, never, I never understood. It's like, why? I was like, I'm a dude and I'm going hard for this Eve album, but I don't hear no women going hard for it. But, <laughs> but you, either, man. it's like, like, what the hell? It's like, but then, you know what I'm saying? WAP come out and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> People going crazy. Like, like, man, I don't even... I, <laughs> I, like, I didn't even really hear this. The only reason I heard the song was because they played it on Ebro in the morning. So it was just like, you know, so I'm already listening to it. And so I'm like, I'm not giving this song any attention. I was like, I could care less. I was like, that's not, I'm like, that's just not what I'm trying to hear. I was like, I got real bars over here about real subjects, real, real things that's happening in our life right now. And it's just like, this is what everybody will listen to. And this, and look, I don't have anything against Matt the Style, you know, Cardi B or nothing. It's right. just, like you said, they took a different path to get to where there is. And I mean, that's fine. You can take whichever path that opened up for you. But I'm not going to give you, that's just like, okay, let's take it out of that. That's just like, I'm going to give somebody like Jeff Bezos more credit to get to where he is than Donald Trump. 
Donald right. Trump had help. His dad gave him money. Jeff Bezos started selling shit out of his garage. And he turned it into one like the biggest company in the world. Broker. He was a stockbroker making good money before he moved back home to live with his parents to sell stuff out of his garage. True, but at the same time, selling that stuff out of his garage, yes, it's not the same as buying real estate. No, in- that's what I'm saying. Jeff Bezos, he quit a good paying job, a really good paying job, to come back home to Washington to sell stuff. Yeah, I think that's more impressive. It I is mean, me personally. So I, I just like like that's like to me like Meg and Cardi are more like I mean I'm I'm not saying this as a diss. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's more like Trump and like she's more like Bezos. Now she hasn't gotten to that. You know, she ain't got that cachet. I mean, to me and you, she does. But as far as because I remember, uh, I don't know if I said this to you, but I said it to Casey. I was like. Don't get me wrong. I said, this is a nice little spot that we at. But I was like, man, she need to be, you know what I'm saying, in an arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, in something that's... I was like, I feel that she has the talent to carry an arena. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is cool. I was like, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice (laughs) spot. We all in here. We paid our money to get in here. But I was like, I feel like talent-wise, she has that talent to be on the national stage. And I was really happy that she got that... uh, that lyricist of the year. Yeah. yeah, man. That that was that was well deserved. And, and I and I yeah. think that she was so excited. Like I was I was yo, I was straight fanning out because I was yeah, watching the video. So excited for her when she was talking about she gonna cry in the car. I'm like, she better cry. Man, she called her mama and she was talking to her mama. Okay. I was just like, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> mama, we made it. I'm like, I'm just like so happy for her that I'm happy. And it's just like, I just generally got love for her like that, man. And it's just crazy how she got that effect on me. And it's only certain artists that I feel that way about. It's not, it's not a lot of artists. Like some artists, I like their music. Like, for instance, Rick Ross. I love Rick Ross music. But as a person, I don't like him. (laughs) I don't like him in interviews. I don't like what he's, what he talk about. Like, like, I don't, it's like, I just don't think I would personally like somebody like Rick Ross. But you give me a Rick Ross album, I'm rocking to it. But I just don't have that. He went viral on Twitter. Uh, He was trending on Twitter maybe about three, four days ago because an old video surfaced of uh, his show. uh, It's called Something Rhyme. Uh, Goodness. Where he had, uh, where they was like auditioning singers and stuff. And there was a light-skinned girl, I forgot what her name is, but there was a light-skinned girl that had redid one of his songs that was singing. She sounded terrible. Dark-skinned girl got up, sung, blew it away. And he was like, I really like what this light-skinned girl did with it. And they was criticized. They was going in on him on Twitter for that. So I I totally get it. And that's the, oh. that's the snapshot of the industry. Oh, I missed that. Oh man! Yeah, like, it's also, on Twitter. It's that, it's trending. It was trending on Twitter. But it don't surprise me. I mean, it don't surprise me. But I mean, you know, everybody <laughs> they got they they got their little things, man. I, I I you know you hear this. I just heard uh oh man, who was that? Joe was just talking about this. Uh, there was some girl. Uh, she's the, she's the girl that date uh the baby. Uh-huh. She came out with a song yeah. about, about yeah. light skin and dark yeah. skin. And like people was killing her for it. And then yeah. just, 
Like, I don't even get why this is a subject. Like, I don't even know why this is, like, even a thing. I mean, now I know that, I mean, I'm not saying that it don't exist. I mean, we all tell, like, when you look at ads, when you look at, you know what I'm saying, back in the, now they're trying to put more dark skinned girls in, like, makeup commercials, but it was always a light-skinned girl. Yeah. So it's, I'm not saying that there's never been, like, a light-skinned girl bias when it came to it, but it's just like, like, man, we still here. It's 2021, and we still here. And it's like, it's like <laughs> nothing is evolving. And it's like, right. this girl's coming out with a song, talking about it, and then she has her, I don't want to call it an excuse, but I guess her view of what she meant when she came out with the song and all of this I don't know, man. I'm I'm lost with people. People are. I, I get I the outrage behind it. Um, it's the fact that, to me, it seems like a lot of guys they tend to like light skinned girls, or they like white girls, or they don't typically like darker skinned girls. And for her to have the audacity to come out and put that song out after you just took the baby from his baby mama and she's a darker skinned woman too. Oh. So that's why everybody, well not everybody, but that's why a lot of people too was looking at it as you throwing shade, almost thinking like you think you better than her just because you light skinned. And that's to me, that's kind of what the song came across as, as a woman. Cause as a black woman, you constantly getting slapped in the face with finding a good man. Cause it's not that many good black man out here if you're looking for a good black man are they harder to find I should say so for her to put out a song like that was kind of like a slap in the face and I think that's what a lot of women took it as and her apology she was just when somebody apologized and they say if I offended you no you offended me (laughs) that's not an apology yeah, that's not an apology. Yeah. Like, when you start off with if, like, ah, man. I, like, I didn't hear the song. Like, Joe was talking about it. I heard the no, apology. It's, <laughs> it's I, terrible. I bet it is. Like, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to music. Like, sometimes I don't even know how I even do a top 10 album sometimes because it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm serious. I'm so stuck into, like, what I like. And it's just like it's really hard to get me out that box sometimes. And it's it. like, like there's there's artists that's in that bag, and it's just like anytime they come out with it, I will support them to the fullest. But then it's just like, you know, oh man, this person got an album. It's like, oh, I ain't really into it. Now if I hear it, now I mean like now don't get me wrong, I jumped on a few people like you know Twenty One Savage kind of jumped on me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't really a huge Twenty One Savage fan. And then when he dropped, I think I am. I, I really liked it, that album. But like some of these, some of these, I, I gave the baby a chance. I listened to Kirk. I like Kirk. It was cool. But like <laughs> usually it's just like I'm in my box, man. Like I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on Cuddy. I'm waiting on Drake. I'm waiting on rap. I'm waiting on J. Cole, Kendrick. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Jay Z. Like it's just certain people like this, you know. I mean, they ain't gonna be no more Max. I doubt it. Well, I I did see something about they said that it might be. It I might think be. it is that, that one of his friends do that um, produced some of his stuff said that there was some more songs that was in the bag. Yeah. Um, but like there's just like certain people, man. It's just like I'm waiting on them. And it's like somebody might drop 
And then, like, I'm still like an R&B head, but R&B music that ain't like it used Me to too. be. Like, I mean, it ain't like man, they, they got Jasmine. Did you hear Jasmine do joint? Yes, I was like, whoa. They got her, man. They got her, man. The industry got her. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not I listened to that. I was like you caught I mean, me on guard. I was like, whoa, we really singing about this? I'm like, whoa. Man, you man, I was like, that ain't the jazz man. I know that ain't lion, lion tigers and bears, man. Like, like, what is this? And I said, man, the industry got her, man. I was like, they got her. You know, I, I I'm not saying it's a publicity stunt because she she went on her tour. Like I listened to her on the Breakfast Club. She went on on Joe's podcast. Um, she went on something else, and they was talking about the album. Now she said it was some of them was personal stories, some of them was stories of people that was close to her and all this stuff. And I'm like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. <laughs> I feel like you just, you know, you know what like these guys, like some of these guys like to hear, and yeah. you just went off of it, you played off of it, and you're trying to get that come yeah. up because. That don't sound like you, man. That's 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 not your bag. Like that's certain girls' bags, but like her, like that ain't her bag. You know what I'm saying? And now now she'll sneak into it, yeah. like she like she did that song with Janae. You know what I'm saying? BS. Yeah. But but when it comes to her stuff though, like she really don't do that. But they got Jasmine. I'm sorry, they got it. I think the album spoke to women in the sense of the hole that we'll never be but the hole that we think about being sometimes just because you see all the holes get attention but the good girls don't so <laughs> I think it, it spoke to women on that level um, something not that, that they would really act on but something that some women wonder about because I have friends that they've been through some of that that she's talking about Cause it's a yeah, it's a different time. So, but yeah, it really, the stories on there it, it threw me for a loop when Ari was on there too, and she did that intro. I was like, whoa, girl, I was, I was like, man, what is, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is not, this is not Jasmine, man. Like, this is not Jasmine at all. Like, I was, I was, I mean, look, it's cool, it's cool, but yeah. I think that is, I think it's a, it's a, it's a lane for that. I just felt that, you know, the talent that she has, like she doesn't have yeah. to go that way. Now look, maybe I'm not her saying too, she don't want to be in a box. I think she don't she don't want people kind of like what uh rap did with Eve. She don't want to be inside that box. I want to show you that I could talk about this too, or I could talk about that, or I could talk about this. And I think that's what she did with that album. It, that was yeah, it threw me for a loop. It was good, but it threw me for a loop. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not saying it's not a good album. It was a good album, but it was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not used to her being like that. But even, even some of the older stuff, like when, like when I got old enough to actually like pay attention to the lyrics, and it was just like, man, some of these dudes and women in the '70s, man, like they was wild. <laughs> like you didn't even, they, but they made it sound so good though. It was just like, yeah. you know, you singing along to it, but you don't know what it means, and then once you figure out what it means, it's like, man, this changed this song forever. Like I don't right. even hear it the same no more. Like I remember when I first noticed, uh, uh. One of my favorite confunction songs is Love Train. And yeah. like and like in the in the hook, like my man <laughs> say, uh uh he said, dial that he was like, dial that number, no one answers till two o'clock. And then um 
then she calls back and he was like, uh, she said, she said, honey, sugar. She said, uh, ah, how did it go? Like, I really would want to see you, but but someone's over and I'd rather be with you. And it's like, damn, like I never <laughs> noticed that. Like, what, who cheating over here? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And like, like Mrs. Jones, I had no idea no. that was a cheating song. The whole song is cheating. And I had yeah. no idea. It's like it, it, they just made it sound a different way. So yeah, we love thinking that. Man, that's wild, yo. We've been bamboozled as kids. <laughs> that's what I feel like. Nah, I'm gonna put though. you on to somebody else too. Uh, since you like listening to podcasts, uh, Rhapsody's friend YN Vaughn. I don't know if you are familiar with her, and I got her head on right now. Matter of fact, uh, she's got a podcast called Raise It Up Why. And she's talking about lifting uh, people up higher, just keeping us up on higher vibrations, staying positive. I would like you to check that out because she made that podcast for black men who like who happen to like hip hop. Okay. So she speaks from that kind of point of view and ties in whatever topic she wants to focus on on the episode to hip hop. And she always uses a line from like a Jay Z or a Rhapsody or TLC and I think she's just really dope so I, I would definitely you can tell too if you listen to her or listen to some of her podcasts she can hear some of that that rap raps about in the music and I can tell that YN has definitely rubbed off on her as far as being positive and having con- confidence in yourself and loving yourself oh yeah man so yeah definitely send me the link man as soon as, soon as we get out of here send me the link to that because okay, I'm always down to to listen to some new podcasts, especially podcasts that's not, because like I try to stay away from sports podcasts because <laughs> I do a sports podcast. So yeah. you know, I try to have like my own ideas, even though I don't think that it would affect the way that I do it. I, I think you can pull different ideas from podcasts, but you still have to you know be yourself and do things that the you know the way that's you're more comfortable with. So yeah. I might pull a little of this, a little of that. Like, I know, like, for me, like, the person that I felt, like, a lot of people love, like, Joe Rogan and say he is the podcast king or whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. Joe Rogan is great. But mm-hmm. I only listen to people that I know. Like, he just, right. he brings a lot of MMA people on. I don't care nothing yeah. about that. Yeah. But the person that I said, if I, you know, bring on somebody like, like you, like, you know, we don't communicate unless we, you know, send little messages here and there but like i wanted to do like the person that i would model a podcast you know with is do you remember comeback jack heard of it haven't oh, listened what, to it but i've heard of it he uh it, it was reggie l say like he died uh i think three years ago now three or four years ago now <laughs> but uh, he did the comeback jack show and i thought that the way he interviewed people was like mind blown like like when I would listen to the Combat Jack show I was like yo like that's how I want to do a podcast like he just did it so well but there's not that many podcasts like that out in like it's it's just really like like as far as that like it's like Rogan and it's like really like nothing else so I really never have anything else to listen to but with that, that type of insight that you're talking about there's not like really a lot more podcasts like that that I'm interested in. I know a lot of people love to read. I try mm-hmm. to listen to the read. I just the read never pulled me in. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I gave it, it a couple of pick a good one to send to you. Well, I'm, I give it a shot. I definitely give it a shot. <laughs> I definitely give it a shot. But man, this was the one that got me was where she was talking about relationships. She interviewed a whole bunch of guys from all different races, ages, and got their opinion on what women needed to hear as far as relationships that we're not hearing. Because we know as women, with most, well, a lot of guys, it's hard to get them to communicate what they're feeling or what they're thinking. Or because for the most part, they pretty simple. As long as I'm happy, I'm pretty simple. But uh, her breaking down and touching on that, I think you'll like that. But I'll send it to you. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's I up. Think, I always... think your girl get a kick at it too, a kick out of it too. Just because she's well, you so. Know, you know, that's the you know that's the wildest things about like like being in a relationship. It's just like, or it could just be that it's just the people that I communicate with, like. Nobody rock with podcasts. It's like nobody. <laughs> it's like nobody I know. It's like they don't know. And that's why I was that's why I was the way I was. Like Casey was just so outspoken about it. And it was just like I wasn't outspoken about it because it was like everybody that I knew, they either didn't know what a podcast was. Wow. Or they just say that they just don't want to listen to people talk. So like that's why I never really like went around and promoted it like he's you know, like he did. Cause I was like, cause like even when it comes to this podcast that we're on right now, the 28 minutes or less, like I get like I'm in South Carolina. There's like five, I think it's like five states that I get more plays in in South Carolina. I get more play in Ireland than I do in South Carolina. <laughs> Wow. So it's just like that's why I mean by it's a grind. Like I have to I have to, you know, find a, a fan base. Like like I can't like most of the times, you know, I'm like Cyclone would be the core, you think they will go outward. Like it's not like it's going like, you know, well, no, but it's going backwards, like it's going inward. Like I'm I'm starting from the outside and working my way in <laughs> instead of you know in and working my way out. So it's just it's just a little different. So it's just like you know, even like everyone I talk to, they're just like, oh man, I don't, I don't really do podcasts and all this stuff like that. So it's it's weird, but I mean that's why I eventually started like the stolen time by myself. Like the first episode, I was solo because like I didn't know nobody who was really with podcasts. <laughs> and then like I just I talked to my homeboy Mark, and Mark was like, man, he was like, it'll really ring off if you get a you know. A, a yeah. Yeah. And like I went to my uncle and cause I just I just know he loved to talk. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I didn't think that like we did the first episode, we did episode two, and he was just like, Man, I love this. He was like, Man, we need to do this every day. And I was like, Well, if you down, like I'm looking for a co-host. Like I was just <laughs> I was just trying to have you on for, you know, for a little NBA special. But he was like, he was down to do it. So I was like, all right, well, podcast you'll do every day. I said, We'll drop one a week. But and that's how I ended up getting Uncle Washington on because he just yeah. loved to talk and he just got so many stories and you know. <laughs> so it, it, it just happened. perspective to it though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then and then like I met Scoots, you know, through uh, Instagram, and then you know we formed this relationship with jumping on each other's podcasts, and then you know he ended up losing his co-host and dropped one podcast, and we started doing that one podcast together. So 
you know, like, and that's that's another thing, like outward, like this dude is in Dayton, Ohio. You know, what I'm saying we only met like in person one time, so it's just like I said, I'm I'm on the outside, you know, working my way inward. So, but well, I definitely need a female voice. I'm here for you. Man, definitely. We definitely got to do this again. And Scoots also told me to tell you that, you know what I'm saying? If I, what I'm going to do, we, we actually have to, uh, we got to get back in the lab uh, tomorrow. We're doing the episode tomorrow, but we got to, we got to get our list. Cause we had, we had our list up. Like we, like the movies that we've done up until last week, we had that list from, I know like, end of November. So like we had all our movies lined up. And it's like now we're to that point where we have to do that again. So when I get that when I get that list together, I, I send you over some and you know see if there's anything that you're interested in in a movie that you like. And we could definitely, you know, get you on. We can make that work. Try to work around your schedule because we know you you the third shift <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's what I told him. I was like, uh, I was like, because I told him that you agreed to come on, and he was just like, uh, and I said, now it's just the fact of trying to get on her schedule because I was like, from what I was, like from what she told me, she were at third, so I was like, I know, man, those people are third shift, but they different. Y'all are different kind of people. I, I couldn't do third. I'm telling you, I just I'm I used to it now. It. I'm a night owl, so. And listen. I was gonna say I I've been to before rally before that rally concert got con got canceled. I had been to six shows. When I met her, I got off from work that Saturday morning and drove to St. Louis and oh. was a little to go see her then. And I was like, man, I ain't got no energy. Uh, when I went to All Star Weekend, right after that weekend, she was in Columbus and uh, Cleveland. And I went to her show in Cleveland and then dropped my friend off in Indianapolis. This is all in one day. Dropped my friend off in Indianapolis, wow. drove to Columbus, and then drove back home. I was so tired. I was so, oh. so tired. But it was so worth it. The one, the show in Columbus was her best show I ever been to. It was so much love. She did just song, a roller coaster, a roller coaster called Love. Oh man, she killed it too. You would have loved it. Oh, oh man, that is crazy. That is so crazy. You know, I just literally just started like even doing because I never really even. I guess because I had, you know, I mean, I've been raising a kid since twenty two, so I guess I just really <laughs> never, I never really had that that not not really like necessarily like that time. It was just like I just really turned my focus. Like I I was like a hands on like parent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I worked. And yeah, it was just be all what about you want my kids. To be. What, what, what you so, think your mom? So yeah, so it was just and dad too, cause like I said, my dad like we we like we like buddies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we ain't even really like we ain't really like son and father. Like we just like real cool. You know what I'm saying? We hit each other. We talk about sports. Like we don't talk about life. Like you know what I'm saying? We yeah. talk about sports and you know what I'm saying stuff like that, and music and stuff. We don't even really. So I was just really like into that, and it's just like I ain't even think about going to shows and comedy <laughs> shows, and like I got into all that stuff like late. Like I remember I went to a uh, eighty five South show back in two thousand seventeen, and that was like the first time I like like really done something. It was like you know what I'm saying like 
the kids with a babysitter and like I'm really like going out and like doing something. Like that show was so fun and it was like to see them go from that little tiny uh uh what's that club? The comedy club. The comedy yeah, the comedy club and no the comedy zone in Greenville from that okay. little bitty that little bitty club and like we got a, a arena. It's called the Barn Secure Center. They okay. were supposed they were supposed to be there um well, it was it was supposed it was August. This was during the pandemic. It was August. Then they bumped it to November. No, they bumped it to December. Then they bumped that show as well. Now wow. they slated. I think they slated for sometime this summer. But it's just I was so happy to see that growth from just being in that little bitty comedy club to now they're doing arenas now, and it's just like it was just so great to see that come up. And they were so cool backstage. Like, cause I had VIP tickets. I went backstage. Like my son, my son Jacoby, he um my youngest one, he loved watching Wildin' Out. So <laughs> I told him that we was going. So he said, Would you tell them to tell me uh to tell them hey or something like that? So I was like, I'll see what I could do. So I went up to Carlos and I was like, yo, I was like, if you don't mind, could you make a you know a video for my 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 son Jacoby? I was like, he loves watching Wildin' Out. And so, you know, he grabbed my phone, hit the record, man, he starts, you know, talking, and then he went over to Chico. Chico said, Chico thought it was a call. So, <laughs> he was looking for him, and he was like, nah, I just recording. So I didn't get to go to D.C. because their mama was talking to D.C., so I was just like, well, she got that. But like, it's just so cool to see how some of these guys are and, and actually yeah. not in the world. and. But yeah, I, I never really been to a lot of shows, so I'm I'm hoping to you know get into that more, especially when stuff open back up. Trying yeah. to you know saying go to more shows, stuff like that. Because I I'm I'm really happy. I'm 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 hoping that when it does open back up, that I mean I mean rap from from I finna say New York, but she's from North Carolina, so I know she's gonna be somewhere <laughs> near me. She gonna either hit Atlanta or something. So she gonna she gonna do something. She gonna do it in her hometown. She she gonna get her day. Oh yeah, she oh, yeah. had to get her day in her hometown where she gets all oh, that yeah. hometown love. Oh, so yeah. disappointed what... that this show got canceled because she said she's gonna do it too. If but the governor of y'all state, uh, the governor of North Carolina was like, nope, and shut everything down. But uh, yeah, she's gonna get her day. I wouldn't be surprised if Jay showed up because I remember uh, Jay Cole. When uh, Jay Z showed up to his show in his hometown of North Carolina, I felt like that day was about to happen for rap. Yeah, Fayetteville. Yeah, you know what? I am so terrible at this. I ain't even, I ain't even asked you like, you know what I'm saying? What the pandemic, what the pandemic been like for you? I just jumped straight in. What but, pandemic? I ain't been on no break. Nah. Uh, <laughs> we shut down on Ford for maybe like a month and then we've been working ever since then. Working a mask. Hot. Air blowing. It's been rough. People catching COVID. They not notifying us. Letting us know that hey, somebody just worked beside me. Got COVID. You might want to go get tested. Uh, it's been crazy. Uh blessed that I haven't caught COVID because we didn't have plenty of cases F4 from people that don't take it seriously and wear their masks like they supposed to or keep their distance like they supposed to. Um, but blessed, just blessed that I haven't caught COVID yet. 
Yeah, I've said the same thing. I've been blessed that I had a job where you know we didn't shut down at all. Girl, we we yeah, got busy early. Yeah, man, we got busy early, man. So I was blessed to have a job to even they even have a job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People losing their job. So let me ask right. you this and I'll let you go. Are you breaking out? Because I'm telling you, I'm yeah. getting pimples, man, all up in here. Yeah. Man, listen, my sister's going to the dermatologist right now because her face is breaking out so bad from wearing the mask. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. They say it's something we're going to have to get used to. They was like, even if this vaccine, you know, they get everybody back. Because they say the plan is to have everybody vaccine by the end of the year. And they say that things could start back opening up. I heard that Dr. Fauci say, you know, August, somewhere around August, things are going to open up. But I'm still hearing that mass is still going to be a thing, though. So, yeah. Because you know, a lot of people that don't want to get the vaccine, we don't know how long the vaccine lasts. And now with the new strand that has come out, they don't know if it's effective against that. So we just, we don't know. I don't think it's going to be back normal for a while. And I think when they do start having concerts and stuff, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be way more expensive because they oh, got yeah. the cover cost and you can't have as many people in there. So... Uh, yeah. I actually got to meet J. Cole too when I was in Raleigh. I came to Raleigh before to meet, uh, to go to a Dollar in the Dream tour. But we got there too late because, of course, it's not too far from his hometown. Yeah. So me and my sister was hanging out in the hotel. And I was just like, man, let's just go out and just walk around the arena. So we went outside and ended up walking in the alley behind the concert venue. And he came out, signed autographs. Humble dude. Uh, I got to meet J. Cole. That's what's up. Look, in, in my <laughs> ass, I'm inside. I told Rap happy birthday on Instagram the other day, and she liked my comment. <laughs> and you just running, you just running into J. Cole just by accident. <laughs> but I'm in, <laughs> look, look what I'm getting excited about. She didn't like a couple of my comments. She answered a couple of my questions. Uh, she stay on social media. I'm like, where you sleep? My goodness. But she stays on social media. Cool. You don't see man. it, but I, she stays seeing everything. Yeah, man. I, I, that's why I hold, I hold the best for her, man. I, like, there's, like I said earlier, it's only certain artists that really get it for me, and she's she's one of them, man. And I would I would I would love to meet her now. I could I could have that day. But it was just, I seen all those people up there and it was just like, man, I'm not about to just really, because I'm not really big into like, I'm not really big into like running up to people and asking for pictures and like, I don't know. Like, I just feel, because I feel like they, they go through that all the time and like, they might, like, I just watch, have you had a chance to see that uh, Tiger documentary yet? Mm-mm. Oh, I, man. Like, I listened to the podcast though and I heard y'all talking about it. I mean, it was like, like this one part stands out to me. Like, it's just all of these people around. And he keep the smile on his face the whole time. But a camera picked, uh, Mike picked up. He was just like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> like it, it, but he kept the smile the whole time. Why he said it? Like, look, barely moved. It was just like, he, he hated the fame. Like, he hated taking pictures and, and all that stuff. And like, and I just feel like they're all that way. So it's just like, I don't want to bother them with that. I'm just going to lay back, be cool. But 
I don't, I don't also know. makes me think rap is cool with where she's at right now because she could still go to the store, still do normal people stuff without being harassed to take a picture or sign an autograph. Yeah, she seemed real cool. And I think man. that's she's a good a, place to be at too because I don't think I, I don't want to be no celebrity either where you can't even go to the store or go to the mall or the movies without somebody bothering you. Yeah, that'd be aggravating. Real aggravating. Candace, man, <laughs> listen, this this was this was awesome. This was fun. Um like I say, I, I, I truly I truly appreciate somebody like you being able to I mean I mean I guess I guess I had to do something right for you know for you to keep listening because I don't think that you would just keep listening if the shit was trash. If you felt that it was trash, so it would be like Man, this dude came up at me at the show talking about his podcast. That shit was trash, man. You know, but <laughs> but I, I appreciate the appreciate you know what I'm saying the type of art that I'm trying to put out in the world, um, the space that I'm trying to have. Like I said earlier, I'm not clout chasing. You know, I'm coming with you know with history, with you know with facts and stuff that I love to talk about. Um, I would never change my podcast for you know one person. Like I remember one of my cousins; he's a truck driver. He told me one time, he asked, he asked me about some podcast, and I asked him, was he still listening to mine? He was like, well, I was, but he was like, are oh, you talking about social issues and sports, and I don't want to hear it. I was like, well, that's what I do, though. So I was like, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But he ended up coming back. He, he said he still, he still listens. But, I mean, for, for you to, to see the vision that I have and – um. I mean, I'm truly grateful to have somebody like you. Like, like Scoots told me, like I told Scoots about you. He was like, dude, he was like, man, you got a real fan. He was like, I ain't got one. He was like, like, you got a real fan that like that really listens to your podcast. He was like, man, that's why you the OG. Because I don't know why everybody keep calling me the OG. I mean, I guess because I started, I got him by a couple of months. Because I believe I, I started in July. I think he started probably like Late December or something like that, so that everybody say I'm the OG. But I appreciate, but I appreciate you know you listening, you sharing uh, uh, ideas. Like we, we t- I took your idea. Um, we got the movie that we're gonna do for Valentine's Day. Okay. By the way, so so you know what I'm saying I'm I'm taking I take ideas in. I shared it with him. He was like that'd be dope. So. Maybe I'll tell you the movie off air, but but like but we picked no, the movie. No, let it be a surprise. Let, let it be a surprise. surprise. All right, yeah. cool, cool. But I appreciate your support. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. And I'm gonna hold you to it because you said if I need a female voice, hit me up. I can come to you and uh hopefully we can do this again. I truly That's appreciate you. You are you are a gym out here, man. I'll be back down yeah, that way soon. I'll be back now, down that way soon. Does he rap or somebody? <laughs> somebody, man. The summer, they about to start some shows somewhere. Now they, they're doing comedy shows, but I guess <laughs> yeah. comedy shows is a little different from concerts and you know, and they're doing a little halfway thing with sporting events. So hopefully this stuff opens back up and we're able to get back out in the world and try to do this again at some point. Definitely. Definitely, man. Listen, I appreciate you. Um, we will definitely be in contact. And thank you for coming on. No and problem. This was uh man, episode 34. <laughs> this was a great one, man. This was a 
This was you have to dump it down and edit it out. Went so long. Oh, uh, no, nah, man. Cut nothing out. Maybe he's talking about. <laughs> hey, this is like, hey, this is like uh, uh, Big Sean was talking about uh, that one song that he did. Oh, uh, when he did with all the Detroit rappers. Yeah, he said he yeah. didn't cut him. <laughs> like, hey, you M. Hey, you M. He didn't cut any M um, verse. I ain't yeah. cutting none of your verse. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, compliment. Holding hold, hold all that. Holding all that. So I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Most and definitely. For the next time, this was episode 34. Uh, please go rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, go to the Stolen Time Podcast Network for the YouTube and um, 28 Minutes or Less on all major platforms. I appreciate everybody for listening, and I'm out.